Welcome to the Ripple Tank. This is Mark Cheney, and you're back for episode two. So thanks for coming back. Last time we introduced the concept of what a Ripple Tank is. A tool, a method to study how to create ripples that spread beyond us. And today, we're looking at coaching and teaching the different generations. One of the most important ways that you can create a ripple. So today we're talking generational differences and how it impacts teaching and coaching. Now let me first say this, anytime you're talking about generations, you're introducing some broad generalizations. And so keep that in mind as we go through some general statistics and concepts that affect each of the generations. Our focus is really going to be on millennials versus Generation Z, but for the sake of context and because many of you may fall in Gen X or even the boomer generation, let's take care of a little background. Let's define who we're talking about. We'll start with the boomers. If we're talking about boomers, we're looking at those people who were born between 1944 and 1964. So you're in your mid-50s up to your mid-70s. You grew up post-World War II, really familiar with the Cold War. And the social revolution of the 60s really defines your generation. Gen X was born from 1965 to 1979. You're in your 40s or early 50s. Sometimes this generation gets referred to the latchkey generation or the forgotten generation. Quite a bit smaller in number than both the boomers and the millennials that followed them. Gen Xers grew up watching a lot of TV and doing it by themselves. But they're also really comfortable using the personal computer. The end of the Cold War was a sea change moment for their generation. So before we get into millennials and Generation Z, I want to talk about some trends that have shown either a progressive increase or progressive decrease across all four generations. From the boomers to today, you see an increasing level of education, but you also see an increasing amount of mental health challenges. Depression, anxiety, and even loneliness is higher now than it's ever been. You see an increasing amount of safety and greater protection. There's a lot more convenience now than there used to be. But at the same time, the increase in technology and the increase in convenience has led to decreasing attention spans and a decreased level of independence. And we've also seen an overall decrease in institutional loyalty. Whether that's athletic teams, religious institutions, or even the family structure, there's just not quite as much loyalty as there used to be. So as we keep those themes in mind, Let's take a look at the differences between Millennials and Generation Z. So when I talk to high school and college coaches, overwhelmingly I hear this comment. Oh, those Millennials are killing me. Well, I've got news for you. You're not coaching Millennials. Millennials were born from 1980 through 1995. 
That means they're all gone from college. Also known as Gen Y, they grew up with technology, and cell phones became ubiquitous. The defining moments for them include 9-11 and the Great Recession. So some of the reasons that the millennials are so maligned is they're also known as the trophy generation. Everyone who played got one, whether you won or lost. I've even seen ninth place trophies up in kids' bedrooms. So they're praised without necessarily any accomplishment. In addition, that created a sense of great entitlement. They come into the workplace with a lot of confidence, but not necessarily the chops to back it up. They expect rapid promotion without the experience or skill to justify it. And because so many things were done for them, they've delayed adulting. So whether it's moving away from home, buying their first house, getting married, or having kids, everything's been put off to a much later date as compared to previous generations. So before we dive into talking about Generation Z, let's look at a few quick contrasts between Millennials and Gen Z. Whereas Millennials tend to be more optimistic, Gen Z tends to be more realistic and even skeptical. Millennials favor collaboration, whereas Gen Z is the do-it-yourself generation, very self-directed. Millennials embraced social media, remember MySpace, and they put everything out there for everyone to see. Gen Z's figured it out. Being a little more careful is more valuable. As a result, they favor things like Snapchat, where you can post it and then it disappears, or so they think. Millennials had parents that we referred to as helicopter parents. Gen Z, they've got the lawnmower parents, or the snowplow. And so while there's quite a bit of similarity between the two generations, we're just now starting to see real research being done that lays out how to best teach and coach Gen Z. So let's take a look at that data. So Gen Z, born 1995 through 2015, have grown up in some turbulent times, whether it's global terrorism and the war on that terrorism, economic uncertainty, or natural disasters like Hurricane Katrina. They're the most educated generation of all time and truly digital natives. Their parents handed them the phone to entertain them when they were toddlers. But with that has come a shorter attention span. They might be the safest generation of all time, but they're also the most risk averse. They lack independence. There's still some level of entitlement that's carried over from millennials. And they're really low when it comes to resilience. Counseling staffs at colleges and universities report that we have a mental health crisis among incoming and current college students. So when you look at all of this, 
you start to see some factors that prevent them from performing at their highest level. So let's start identifying a few of those. And then most importantly, let's talk about some ways that you can help them be most successful. There's a great study it comes from Dan Gould and his colleagues at Michigan State University that was just released in May of this year, where he outlines some of the factors that impact coaching Generation Z and also suggestions to pull from. So I'm going to use that as a resource and really commend that to your reading. So we know with Gen Z, they're highly goal-directed, but the emphasis tends to be on the outcome and less about the process. There's really a lack of understanding about what it takes to just achieve those goals. Another major difficulty for teaching and coaching Gen Z is they're just not prepared to deal with adversity. They've been so protected that they've never really faced challenge. We talked earlier about the fact that they've grown up with a phone in hand. And as a result, their attention span is shorter than any previous generation. And that makes it tough because sport and the classroom are two of the few places in society that are still largely analog where you can't just push a button and have it done for you because parents have done everything for their kids they lack personal responsibility whether that comes to managing their time or bringing the necessary materials it's always been done for them or there's been an app to take care of it. So why should I have to do it? Motivation tends to be based primarily on extrinsic motivation. Whether that's rewards, recognition, or just looking good on social media. And because of social media and the use of technology, their interpersonal skills are really weak. And so it makes it difficult for them to communicate face-to-face. They'd much rather communicate via text or instant message or by snap. And because they do that with their peers, they take the same approach when interacting with their teachers, coaches, parents, or bosses. So things that we've taken for granted in the past, like eye contact and being respectful, just are, are completely foreign to them because they've not really grown up having to do that. So with that in mind, let's talk about some ways that we can help our athletes and our students be more successful. So first, because this generation can look up literally anything on the internet and often treat that as the most reliable source of information, we have to talk about why we're doing what we're doing. What's the reason behind it? What's the application? We have to teach them how to communicate better. And so one way to do that is to ask lots of open-ended questions. And if it comes to communication between a coach and a team, keep the text communication just to the logistical things. Practices at five o'clock. Wear white jerseys today. And if it's anything else, Make it a requirement that they have a conversation with you, either in person or on the phone. When it comes to the team environment, it's just as essential to be able to communicate with your teammates 
as it is with your coach or parents or teacher. Teach them how to talk to another human being in the classroom. If you're going to practice jump shots, you also need to practice that face-to-face conversation. Because that attention span is shorter, you have to be direct, be brief, keep it short, focused, and to the point. Because they don't like risk, and they haven't practiced a lot of independence, you have to build that into your classroom or practice. Create opportunities to fail. Make it okay to fail. Create opportunities to try out different paths and see what happens. And for coaches and teachers, that's hard because that could be a bit chaotic. But by doing that, they start to see what happens. And most importantly, from that, they start to learn some resiliency. So make your practice, make your classroom difficult, challenge them, put them in situations where they have to bounce back. Because if the first time they face adversity is when the game's on the line, or it really matters for a class presentation. So put them in scenarios where they have to solve problems, where they have to step up to the challenge, where they have to work together, and where they have to use their human skills. So that's it for this episode of The Ripple Tank. Thanks for joining us. As always, if you have a question, comment, or suggestion, you can reach out to us on Twitter, at Coach Mark Cheney. And be sure to join us next time as we start a new series on mental toughness. Just what is it and how do we build it? Thanks again. Go make a ripple.